When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Last Stand Podcast. And here's your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And I'll tell you, in the super welterweight division, the biggest name is Jermel, the Iron Man, Charlo. He is the unified super welterweight champion of the world. Champ, welcome to the last stand. Thanks for having me, Brian. Great to have you on. Uh, Listen. The exciting thing is you have three of the belts in the division. Brian Castaño has one of them. But on July 17th, you guys are going to meet on Showtime Championship Boxing uh, to become the undisputed champion. What would it mean to you to become the first undisputed champion at 154 pounds in this four-belt era? Well, I mean, it's a big thing. Uh I feel like every fight that I fought has been a has been a hard fight, but every fight has all those hard fights led up to these moments like this. Um, you know, I plan to get in there and be victorious, do everything that I can do, and the willpower that I have to make this a a, a, a fair night for myself, a victorious night for myself. And um, you know, this was in my plans to, to you know get my belt back and it just wipe out the division and win all of the belts in the division. And so that's been my, my goal. And I feel like I've been doing, doing the goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What would it mean to you though, to not only become the undisputed champ, but to do it in your home state of Texas? Well, see, that's a big thing. You know, I love the fact that I'm fighting in San Antonio, Uh, San Antonio, bring out good crowds. San Antonio, they love boxing, you know, Houston, my brother just put on for Houston. So, when I look at this thing, I look at it like, you know, a lot of people been wanting us to come back home. And so now that we bringing it back to Texas and boxing, they, you know, we love boxing in Texas. And so, you know, it's, this is what we do. And now that I can do this in my backyard, it's, it's a big thing for me. It would be fantastic. Now, I'm sure you've, you've visualized when you went to sleep at night uh, how this fight was going to play out in the ring. So how do you envision this fight playing out in the ring on July, July 17th? Um, I mean, it could, it, I always think about the worst, you know what I'm saying? I think about the worst, uh, a dirty night. I'm thinking about all kinds of different things, you know, like I, I've been, I've been in boxing for a while and thank God I, I suffered a defeat before because I was able to figure out that feeling that I don't want, you know, a lot of people that they undefeated, the difference that makes 
between them is they don't really know what it feels like, you know, like, and, and, and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Some of us do because we lost in the amateurs, but um, in the professionals, it's, it's a lot different because of embarrassments and, you know, different people, they don't stop talking and, you know, you got a lot of haters. If you got haters like the Charlotte, you got to kind of not like be tough skinned, you know, and deal with that. So right now, you know, I play, I, 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 I play this thing out victorious. Like I play this thing out like I hit harder than I'm stronger than I ever been. And training so aggressive and my mental is better. Like it's just different right now for me to go into this fight this summer to make this happen for myself and, and, um, and, and, and do this for my children, my family. Because this fight is so big, let me just ask you straight out. Will you knock out Brian Castaño? Um, if I can land the right clear shot, I don't know if he'll be able to get hit with that many shots or even take that that type of power that I'm about to possess on um, July 17th. So I don't want to predict a knockout. I just like to have tough wars. I know he's a rugged war fighter, um, but that's what I've been training for. I've been training for tough wars, and I put it all out in the gym, and I train very, very hard. and you know, like I said, I added Juan Guzman, which was a was a was a great thing for me. One of the best things that I did for myself because I felt like I've really been just training up. Like whenever I'm not with Derek, you know, I live in Houston. Derek lives out there in Dallas, and so when I'm training with uh, in Houston, so most of the time it was either by myself. I was doing a lot of strength and conditioning, and so that's why my power played a lot of effect because I when I'm not with Derek, I was mostly doing boxing on my own and strength and conditioning. I also had uh, my brother-in-law, which is Thor Westbrook, he was the one holding the myth for me. He was creative and crafty on it. I had another guy, the, the, and then I had my big guys. They was holding the body bag and different target bags. Just, But now I added Juan Guzman to my repertoire when I'm in Houston. And I spent a lot of time home, and I do spend a lot of time home. I do go to Derek's. I go off to Dallas. So, and Derek came here a lot of times. You know, he's he's been in in, in Houston a few times already, I mean, weeks, you know, when I say times, I mean weeks. So it's just been grinding since then. And I think about how I feel mentally. So it's just like, I, I think that I, I stepped it up and I, I added things to my to my my legacy right now. And I, and I love it. It's like being me being a tree and then a, me uh, fertilizing my tree and I see a brand new branch, like a big old branch that came out of nowhere. So that's kind of how I feel. Um, Brian Castaño was asked about the fight and he said, I'm quoting him, quote, my prediction is that I'm going to win and that he will suffer, end quote. Uh, your thoughts? Um, I've, I've, <laughs> I've suffered a lot of my life already, you know, like uh, I don't think that Brian Costano could make me suffer more than I've already suffered in, in my life with the things that I've been through throughout my life and, and my people. When I'm a boy that's strong on my back, it's a cake. So I'm not going to let someone come out of nowhere that that you know, never been in this type of predicament as, as well as the adversities that I have faced say that he's going to make me suffer more. Maybe he was just talking. Maybe that was some narrative that they just want to paint. But when you get in there, it's just me and him. So no matter what he got to say or feel, we're going to have to see what he got to do. You know, we're going to see what he could take and what I could take. And we're going to see who's going to go, who gonna win that night. It's maybe the best man win. Forget the belts. It's all about the belts. The belts are already online. The belts that matter. I got three of them and I put work in to get those three. And he put his little work in and they, his management and everybody moved him the right way to get his belt. And, you know, the top tier guys should fight each other. And that's what I've been wanting to do. I've been wanting to put on and be different and show the world that it's, it's, it's about fighting the best. And they, they, could, they could 
piggyback off of that if they want to, or they can like it or not. I mean, I'm just wanting to fight the best so I can have a good career and a good legacy and enjoy my fruits of my labor later in life. You know, it's not about what Brian Castano could say or what he could do to me. Um, and we 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 seen what I've done to people. Uh, we seen what he's done to people. So it's all about making them two meet in San Antonio. You know, you you always hear fighters say there's levels to this thing. And listen, he's a champion. Do you think Brian Castano is on your level? Um, anybody that's a champion. Uh, I mean, I'm a unified champion. He's not a unified champion. Um, skillful, I'm great. I, I got really good skills, and I've been bringing them out. I've been bringing them out of myself. I've been wake, waking up those those there's those inner skills that sometimes they go up. They go, they go kind of quiet whenever you don't use them because you be knocking everybody out. So it's like they don't understand. Like it's a lot of things that they or the world won't understand, but they'll get to see a difference in me July 17th. If I could bring my A game and not my B game, and I don't think anybody, anybody in the division passes that for me. Um, if you're uh, victorious, should we start saying Jermel Charlo is top five pound for pound, one of the top fighters in the world? Absolutely. I feel like uh, I, I should have been, um, you know, something that they've been talking about. It doesn't do much difference for me if they say I'm not the top. OK, like I, there's a lot of fighters in this world. There are some guys that don't even get the recognition that they deserve. You know, there's some guys that, 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 that they're pro fighters and they barely there's some guys that's not even pro fighters. that got better skills. Um, you know, uh, for instance, I think that one kid that hang with Adrian Broner, I like his attitude to turn my kid. He go hard. You know, and he like six and oh, he's been six and oh for a long time, and, but he don't get a lot of recognition. And if you put him in there with a top guy in the division, I feel like he he could fight and go crazy and, and and do some things. And he's just a unique person. And and I feel like that's that about myself. And I like that because that's what gives me my hunger. That's what keep me. And then you get to the top sometimes, you get comfortable, you know. And and I, I never wanted to be a comfortable person, you know. And, and I want to just get I want to get comfortable in the, in the uncomfortable positions. And so. Being in the top five with everybody this and that, I don't know if it even brings you more money because this guy's in the top five that's not even making nowhere close to the money I'm making. So it's not it's not about being in the top five or being in the pound for pound. This ain't no union in this sport. I, I spoke that before. So if it was, then we'll be, you know, winning rings and, and all of these other things that be happening. This is not NBA. This is not NFL. This is boxing. So you have to have the right management, the right promotion. And we don't know who out here creating these lists. They can be judgmental and biased about these lists because they don't like us. It's a whole lot of stuff going on, Brian. You know how I go. I, I, I'm not here to talk about me being in the top five because I just want to let everybody in the world know that I'm been training very hard. And if they want to put me in a best list of fighters that's in the world, then I think I come with very unique skills and I come with something different to boxing. And I could be top five on talking. I could be top five on talking shit. I could be top five in bagging it up. It, it, you know, there's so many lists out there, bro. They don't give you no awards. They don't give a, this ain't the BET awards. This ain't no award show happening. Uh, we ain't fighting for nothing but the, the trophies that they give us to show our families that we did this before and move on. Um, If you win, obviously you become undisputed. Mm. Do you stay at 154 and defend all those belts or do you go up to 160? Well, um, I would like to fight anybody that that would like to fight me and make us make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I I could be easily trying to pull an Andre Ward if I really wanted to, you know, because um, I watch clever people. I watch people that make a decision in their, for their life. And, you know, 
I don't want to end boxing on, on bad terms. I want to get in this thing and get out this thing. This is a tough sport. It's dangerous. It's um and and I'm I'm at the peak. I'm at the top. I'm at the one of the dopest positions in boxing. So I could be at 154. I could stay here, the fight. I don't know the next guys and just beat everybody up. But if it's mo- if the money making sense, I move up to 160. Stay at 154. My twin brother is at 160. We can accomplish goals together. It's all dependent on how hungry I am for for something like that. Um, I know my stablemate Earl Spence wants to uh, take take on some different weight classes instead of stressing his body out trying to be at 147 if he don't have to. And I see a whole bunch of 147. So it's just a chain reaction. I have everybody domino effect and make a difference in the, in, in their life. So um, and then that brings different opponents for me as well. So um, well, we'll see what happens on July 17th. I'm gonna put my body at war. And um, if you don't kill me, I might be in the next one. Uh, and, and let me ask you this. You, you said I could pull an Andre Ward. What do you mean? Uh, Andre Ward, you know, like, you know, win everything, you know, become legendary. Then I'm not already legendary. I mean, just become a Hall of Famer and be on the top and, and, and take a break from boxing um, and, and see if I want to pick my parts and see where I want to go. I know everybody say chase the money, chase the money, chase the money. Um, but, you know, if you do the things right in your career, you don't have to chase the money. Money is there for you. You'll get money, you know, as time go on. Um, this would be a great fight for me to make some great money. And, you know, who knows, man? Commentate, live off in the sunset, change my life, you know, make another chapter. Who knows? So I like what Andre Ward did, you know. You can't, he went in there, fought a tough cold up before he got up out of there. And, hey. You didn't see another thing about Andre Ward than him commentating fights. Hmm. I look uh, we had, yeah, we had a couple of your uh, contemporaries on on the show, and both of them said the same thing: that a fight with them would be the biggest thing for you next at 154. Jared Hurd and Julian Williams both said the same thing. Your thoughts? Well, um. Jer Heard needs to try to defend his title. Uh, I mean, his legacy, not title. You know, the title is your legacy, really. He needs to be trying to defend his legacy against the guy he just lost to, which is Luis Cuba. And I knew that fight was going to happen that way because Luis Cuba just came to Houston and trained with us. And he wasn't, he just no walkover. Um, what's you, mean, uh, you, you mean Arias? I'm, yeah. I, I, Arias. I, I, said, I said Luis. I think Luis is a manager. I'm yes. not my Yeah. Arias, the, the mm-hmm. Cuba, big ups to him. He used to come, you know, come out here and train with my me and my brother. And then, you know, he also needs to be trying to fight J Rock because J Rock handled his business. And and um, of course, anybody with all of the belts, anybody with with that legacy like this and this 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 type of movement that I'm making, they of course me fighting them would be the best thing that can happen for them in their careers because that means that they can dethrone the top guy and walk in my shoes. So everybody wants to do that. Like, I understand that. Hmm. Uh, another guy who uh, talked about you uh, is Danny Garcia. Uh, he says he's coming up to 154. And it, this is his quote. Quote, we don't know how good Jermel is because the division he fights in is a poor one. The guys that Jermel has beaten in the last three years are fighters that Danny would beat. The problem with the 154-pound division is many fighters lack talent. And if they were fighting at 147, the vast majority would be fringe-level fighters. 
quote, I want to get my feet wet first, Danny said, and then I want to fight Jamel Charlo at 154 right away. I want to fight him at 154, uh, and if they offer me that fight, I'm like, yeah, I'll fight him. That's what boxing is about, fighting the best and daring to be great. What do you think? Well, once again, these are opinionated things, you know, about our weight division. Um, I stand strong in this weight division, and I don't think nobody comes to this weight division to and fuck with me. I'm sorry. I'm that guy in this weight division. I got skills. I've been boxing all my life since I was a little kid, and if they never been in the ring with me or never been touched by me, they can't really say much about me, you know? Um, we fight each other in our division. This is division. It it. They, they, they look at the division, but it's a lot of top-tier fighters that's fighting each other. It's a lot of guys that don't mind getting in the ring. We are fearless people in this division. It's really a dope division to me. That's why I like to stand strong in this division. I worked my ass off to try to make it to this top of the other division, and it wasn't easy. Um, but like I said, there's going to be guys moving up. There's going to be little shuffles and changes that are, that are happening soon in boxing. And, and if Danny Garcia uh, want to taste that water, it's okay. It, it, it's come on. We deep. We is deep over in this ocean. And, and uh, anything like that ain't gonna fear nobody. Put no fear in nobody. Let them come and see what this thing, this this action about. You know that they don't gotta lose weight. They don't gotta. You know. And and and, and to me, frankly, he was a lot slower at one forty at one forty seven fighting Earl Spence, and he want to gain some weight and try to put on some power so he could put on some pounds. And pound. It ain't gonna help. This is different over here. You said earlier in the interview, uh, the one loss you you met, you had made a big difference for you. What do you mean by that? Um, it just it just the the the, the loss that I took it, it woke me up in a in a way of you know this is boxing you know like you got to learn this everything about this sport you can't just be an undefeated fighter and that that helped me with understanding what you got to go through and what it takes to be in that position, you know what I'm saying? So to, to lose, you know, you can't be laying down. This is a sport, so we, wins and losses happen in a sport of boxing. Muhammad Ali had losses, everybody, so I have to learn these things, you know what I'm saying? I, hey, hey, losing, I didn't want to lose. None of this is supposed to be happening to me. All of this kind of crazy stuff, it just, it just, uh, it, you know, it sucked. It, it, it sucked, but it, it, it taught me some things, and that's what it taught me. Why do you think, uh... The Charlos, especially you, Mel, are so misunderstood. Uh, because we got a gift of gab, I guess. And we've come from the South. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't stand up and talk for themselves. They let the pe other people talk for them. And and um, and if they they didn't have the knowledge to speak up for themselves, they they just that's just what it was, you know. And I think that that's what you know. Why you know we 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 wanted the best fighters in the world to fight the best fighters. We was training hard every day. I don't know, you know, it's just, I, I can't tell you why they don't like me, but I could tell you that a lot of fans have changed their minds about us. And um, a lot of fans are rocking with the way the Lions only doing things and the movement and everything about it. You know, uh, for the longest time, you and your twin brother uh, were marketed it uh, together. You did everything it seemed like together, obviously because you're twins, Lions only. Um, mm -hmm. You were at his fight, obviously, uh, his recent fight in Houston. But lately, it, it seems like you guys have been separating from each other, straying apart. Tell me why. We, 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 we have our own personal little stuff that, you know, we have to be working out, you know, and, and, and we, we don't, we, see, we, we twins, we're brothers, we're competitive. We don't see eye to eye to certain things. And that, that's what happened, you know, and I, uh, I think that me and my brother, we, 
when that happens, we get stronger. When we do, when we do break loose, we tighten that rope back up. So it's never the rope never breaks, and we never separate from each other. Um, especially when the commodities fights and this fighting thing, you know, this is what our world and we, we 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 do the same thing without the same occupation, and that's the box and feed our family that way. Um, but you know, lately, you know, it's one fifty four and it's a one sixty, and we we do get tired of people wanting not knowing the difference between the two, and you know, my brother might say something stupid to like somebody like Benavides and he call him out and they beeping and talking and everybody want to jump on my tail, but I'm not even the one that called out Benavides, but I got to defend my brother. So I'm going to stand strong and defend my brother no matter what. And if my brother say he could beat him and he defied him, I, I believe in my brother. So I, I just got to accept that. But if I say I want to knock somebody else out and my brother, they come at my brother. So it's like vice versa. They always do that to us because we're twins. So being a twin, you got to understand that you have to fight for one another. And that's what we do. Um, you know, obviously you, yeah, obviously you guys, you, you train apart, uh, now you used to train together all the time. H how do you think that made you a better fighter? We just have our different analogies of how we feel about training, you know? And so that's what makes it much more, um, better that we, you know, he do my, I do my thing. He do his thing. We reunite back together with the same mental and the same same ambition, really. We just have the same ambition no matter what. But we know for a fact that my physical traits and his physical traits in, in the grind that we take to do this together, and we do it separately, but we together doing it. So it just like it makes it a um it, it makes it a intriguing thing for us both. Like we we get a kick out of it later in life. Like, hey, this is when we're gonna come back together and talk about this again again, it's gonna be like we're gonna smile and laugh about it. Uh, how we ain't together all the time, but we together, but the world don't know that. Or like, it's like, they all confuse it. Then all of a sudden, boom, we do get back together. We always, it's like, we're close at heart, no matter what. That's great. Um, you know, when we did your brother's fight, uh, there was a feature that was done on him and it talked about how much family uh, meant to him. Uh, him, he, obviously his wife, his kids, uh, your mother was in it as well. And his trainer, Ronnie Shields, the only person that was missing was you, which was surprising to a lot of people. And he, he made the comment in the feature that, hey, look, you know, we're just not seeing the eye to eye. When you saw the feature, were you disappointed? What, what was your thoughts? Well, I, I, I kind of get a little disappointed sometimes because I just want people to keep my name, you know, I, you know, not talk about certain things and, you know, like, uh, you know, maturity got to set in, I guess. And, and I feel like we wasn't, um, you know, like, I, I, I'm that was his segment that was his all access you know I'm not at his house and his bubble and his cap and stuff and I you know I did pop up in between during you know the beginning of my all access and you know I just think that it didn't make me feel bad I mean that's his team you know what I'm saying and, and but he only spoke the truth you know hmm. uh you know people always say Maul is the calm more calm seems settled Charlo Mel is more the high strong uh, Charlo. Is that accurate? I, I, yeah, I, it, it is. It's accurate. Um, I'm always on 10, they say. You know, I got a high level of energy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I got to do, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel confidence in myself. I feel good about myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my thing. So um, it, ain't, it ain't too much that I would uh, change about that. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what definitely defines up the, the uh, fixes. The difference between us, you know, and and you also started your own YouTube channel, Ringside with the Lions. Tell me why. I started my YouTube channel because I wanted people to kind of see a little bit deeper into the life of Jamel Charlo, but as well see what 
what really goes on, you know, like and not be afraid to think what they want to think, but also have their own the, the real purpose, you know. Um, I spend quality time setting up videos and quality time doing things with me and my photographer and videographer. He's excellent. He does a great job trying to make everybody uh sorry, I'm flying for something in front of me, but <laughs> yeah, man, trying to trying to set up everything, bro. We just uh you know, want want that to grow. YouTube is also a, a way of outlet for me to 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 express myself as well as get things off my chest if I really wanted to instead of going to all of these media outlets and, and trying to do interviews with people that that really don't even like you. And that's what really got it. Cause I'm like, man, you know, they don't like me, bro. They really don't like me. So why are they in a why are they doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like if why are they acting like that? If they don't like me, why are they trying to interview me and talk to me and do all these other stuff? So you know, it made me jump into one and do my, I started trying to do segments where I, I talk a little bit, but then I started seeing that they took that, one of those segments and put it on the boxing scene and they, oh man, they taking every, so, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, and I'm, I, I got to take the good with the bad too. So, yeah. How would you describe the biggest difference between uh, Jamal Charlo and Jamel Charlo? Biggest difference? Uh, just the weight division. <laughs> we both family, man. We both love you. Uh, you know, our children, we're, we're both Tauruses, you know, slash Geminis, because our birthday on the 19th. So we got two little personalities. I mean, the biggest difference between me is, like I said, I guess I'm more of the realistic realistic twin that a, that'll jump off first. I want to fight first. I want to be the one that fight for my brother. I want to be the one that punch somebody, bust, stab him, whatever I got to do. Do anything stupid that I got to do so nobody else get in trouble. Like, I always was that guy, and I kept my head clear and I kept my mind right, and I'm here. I'm here in the boxing world. Um, do you get a sense, though, that your brother is becoming increasingly frustrated with the lack of high-profile fights and opponents like you're getting? You seem to be getting these high-profile fighting, high-profile opponents, and he's not. You get a sense that it's becoming frustrating for him. I, I guess he must be getting frustrated a little bit because, you know, like he can't get the fights that he wants. I mean, but he's still in there fighting. So at the end of the day, he can enjoy what he's doing because he's still doing what he loves. And that's all that's, that matters, you know? And I think that he, uh, you know, he eventually get that breakthrough, get a big name out the way. And, and then that may be what, what, what it's, you know, I fought guys in the top five and three and all these kind of different positions. So it's like, once you become a champion, you do fight the top and you fight your mandatories, people might not understand that. And I feel like it's okay, you know, like, um. You know, if I got to be the one that get us out there, I'm going to be the one that get us out there. We one team. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of his, his performance against Montiel? Montiel certainly came to fight uh, that night. Uh, what'd you think? Um, it's just another tough opponent that we'd be facing. And, uh, you know, Montiel wanted to go um, the distance. He was surviving. So my brother was hitting with everything and he was going what he could. He showed that he wasn't just there to, you know, walk away. Uh, he wanted to be victorious. Um, Montiel come from a deep background in boxing. He ain't just a walking apart. You know, he could probably beat a lot of guys in my, my brother's division. He gonna be a tough guy for a while. And he proved that that night. And that's why my brother um, went 12 rounds. Um, but he won the United States and defeated the guy. And that's all. And what do you think? Do you think um, Maul needs to move up to 160? Because David Benavides was certainly calling him out after that fight. Uh, I think my brother can move up or he can stay in domain like he's been doing. Like I hate when he moved up from 54 because he got to move up. You get in the back of the the back of the bus, basically. You got to work your way to the front. And that's kind of how, you know, moving up in weight divisions 
Um, that's what it showed us. I mean, some people get a little bit more favor where they move up and they fight just the champion all the time. So, you know, I, I seen that happen. I mean, I don't know how they be doing that, but you know, good, good management, good position. You can move up and fight face some of the top guys. That'll be a good fight for my brother. He just make a name, you know, do a lot of stuff. David Benavides don't stop. He keep punching. I seen him fight in person and he's a cool guy, you know, like a good attitude on him. He's strong-minded. He want to fight. He want to win. He want to be in there with the best. And, um, that's you know they all chasing that Canelo fight, and they all trying to get get that 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 ticket to feed their family. And if they got to make a match between them two, I think that's a good fight. We'll wrap it up with Maul on this. Do you think your brother is ready for Canelo Alvarez right now? Oh, um, I do. I think my brother can get in there with Canelo Alvarez, and they can trade some blows and see if they you know my brother can get in there and fight. Canelo Alvarez is a tough boy. He ain't gonna stop. He keep punching. He punch at very good torque and power, and and um. Um, it's all about the game plan or how, what they come with. My brother feels confidence, and I feel confidence in him. You know, uh, your your, your uh, training partner, Errol Spence, has a huge fight in August against Manny Pacquiao. How right. do you see that? Two southpaws going at it. How do you see that fight playing out? Um, that's a great fight. Like, I love that fight, actually. Um, I just don't think Manny Pacquiao is going to come to Errol. He's kind of a lot older now. He's not just as up to par like he used to be he want uh, he went through some wars you know his whole his whole uh life man earl spence is a dominant fighter he's training very hard he's doing different things for his career too he making his fights and adjustments while he in camp and um that's what they're gonna have to see on earl when earl could get in there you know earl he fired up you know they lit a different type of fire they you know you know his accident they doubted him then and then you know of course what they're gonna say no nah, i mean he's the top king in the division he beat a lot of people and, and he 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 living. He's having a good time doing it. And now Manny Pacquiao, one of the best guys in his division, and they put them two together. And that's what that Texas love is. You know, you gotta they fight. We fight for who we can. We fight the top tier, though. We gonna stand strong in it. Um, you know, uh, mental health has certainly right. yeah, uh, mental health has certainly become a real topic uh, in sports. Recently, Ryan Garcia says he suffers from anxiety and depression. He pulled out of the fight. Now he says he's back. He's ready to wreck shop. Um, you say mental health is real. And listen, you said you had, uh, you know, obviously some 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 issues in the past as well. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about mental health and how it's affected you and things of that nature. Uh, you know, I just can't, even if it's, I feel like I'm a warrior, you know, even if I got mental health issues and, I got real mental problems or anything that I, I I feel like I can't stop it from being my family though. You know, you can always clear these things up and it could get to the best thing, you know, like it, it, it all depends on how strong some people are. And, um, I, 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 you know, pray that they, they make it out of it. You know, like I'm one of the type of guys that let life make it out, do it for me. You know what I'm saying? And so, man, I've been fighting this little fly now. We in touch. We got, we got, uh, got us done going on right here with, uh, <laughs> leave that door open, boy, they start attacking you. Um, but, uh, you know, like, you know, I just think that the the mental, you know, that that's a very good topic, you know, a good touching part, you know, cause like we all have to face some type of things in our life. I think everybody in the world possibly has some type of sort of mental, but we boxers, but we getting punched on the face all like, you know, um, it has to put some type of wear and tear on your mental. Um, and I, I think that's more of what I face, you know, in my life. Um, not too much of depression and anxiety, you know, like, uh, or, or, or things like that, but you just got to know how to, you know, like I said, deal with it and don't let it affect you from being your family. 
and all. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't beat Ryan Garcia and pull out the fact I got a fee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And has it, had it ever gotten, whether it was anxiety, whether it was depression, had it ever gotten to the point where you, you felt like you needed to get, have medicine or go to a doctor and say, Hey, look, I need something prescribed for me to help my moods or my, my mood swings, things of that nature. Not never, never. I don't even like medicine. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not, yeah. And I, I, I can't, it's going to be hard for me even wanting to go sit down and talk to somebody. Cause I don't have that type of, personality or attitude to just listen to somebody y'all probably ain't never been through half of what i've been through so i don't think i got the time to even want to listen to somebody bs um but but i know people do need it there's counselors everywhere in those world there's people that there's psychologists and they probably looking at this interview right now thinking this book is all jacked up on the head but you know people that's around me they love me they protect my my mental well-being and if somebody around me think that i i need help they'll, they'll probably speak up on it you know what i'm saying um, like I said, I, I hear it all the time. You know, you gotta be jacked up some type of way. You know, like I'm a boxer. I've been fighting my whole life, and then I'd be having so much people wanting to see you lose. Of course, you know that's that that plays a very big part. You know, uh, uh, Mel. For people who watch and listen to the podcast, we allow them to submit questions. They came raining down through social media for you, so we're gonna get to them. Um, this one comes from Twitter. It says, "Why does it seem like?" Uh, you are always beefing with your twin brother publicly. Um, sometimes, like, you know, if it wasn't for my mom teaching us, like, if you cut up in public or at home, you still going to get the same ass whooping, like, you know. So I, I, I just kept that mentality in my whole life. You know, I don't care if it's public. I don't care if it's private. You know, stuff happened for a reason. And then sometimes it needed to be addressed at that time. Um, I, I love my brother, so I don't be beefing with him. You know what I'm saying? We don't got no beef with each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this one from Twitter, it says, uh, why don't you believe Wilder's glove gate? Do you have a personal problem with Wilder? Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with Wilder, nah, but Wilder, you know, he 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 been a, a boxer who rooted against me a, a few times. Um, I might feel some type of way about that, but personally, I don't got no problem with him unless they got a problem with me. Um, you know, I know he spoke on me, somebody slapping me and all of this other stuff. And I didn't like that. I don't take that lightly what, whatsoever. And so, but the, the gloves, you know, I think that the gloves, hey, hey can you grab it? I'm sorry about that. Uh-huh, I got a child, a new baby. Um, I think that the gloves, the gloves is not like, I mean, if you got, like I said, commissions, commission, and you got different people that's watching you, you send out, you send over your coaches to go watch them and they monitor the whole situation. I'm just, I just didn't, I couldn't, I'm just one of those guys that couldn't believe that. And, and I have my own opinions and maybe Wilder's seen something and knew something that we as the world still are blind to. So it's not like I, 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 I'm jacked up about that either. You know what I'm saying? That's not my business, really. I need to keep my nose in my own fucking pocket. That's what I mean. Uh, next one from Twitter. It says, what weight class do you think you will max out at and do you see yourself winning a title there? Um, I only fought in two weight classes in my whole career so far. So I don't really know if I'll go up to 60 or 668. I'm a solid 154 pounder. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, this next one from Twitter, it says, will we see a Jermel homecoming fight in H-Town after your undisputed fight with Castaño? I don't know, man. I, I might want to fight in Houston. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I, I love to fight in my city. We can pack a crowd. We can bring out the, 
the city again, that'll be a dope thing. I hope I do fight in Houston, you know what I'm saying? I really want to fight in Houston. That'll be a tight thing. And my brother did it. I love the people that come to my city. We represent H-Town. <laughs> Uh, next one from Twitter. It says, with Errol Spence talking about moving to 154, would you defend your titles against him or would you move up? Yeah, that's, I would never, I, I, I can't find my stablemate. Um, it's kind of, I've done it before at all, fought a stablemate, but we're, look, we're a lot closer and I'm not interested in wanting to fight. Um, no one that, and then we got the same coach. How he going to work two corners? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, me and my coach going all the way to the end with it. And, 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 and I don't, I don't, uh, Nah, I, it, I move up. I move up. Uh, you know, we domain this mug together, you know. I ain't, I ain't selfish on the belts. I wasn't going to win them all right now. And what? Vacate them and my boy never want to win. That's his, this, whatever fight makes more sense. I wouldn't want to uh, fight. They yeah. uh, this one from Twitter, it says, what did you think of Gervonta's fight with Barrios? And uh, who do you like in a potential matchup with Regis Progre and Tank at 140? That's another dope fight that I think that they really should like uh try to make. We just um and Javante Davis is a, he did his thing. He proved to the world, not just to the world, but he proved to boxers that he the real deal. And he come with a different ferocious punch at his weight division. I think he own he owns that that division right now. I think nobody can see him. Like Javante that that guy, you know, he punching punching punch power is on point, his speed is on point, his uniqueness in the ring. He, you know, I think he's crappy. And what would you think? Because you know Progray, you guys kind of grew up together. What would you think yeah. about Progray and Tank, uh, Tank that's fight? Tough, that, that's, another, that's another tough fight, but um, I would have to see what Progray had in his training abilities and what he's doing and, and, and how to assess that fight. That wouldn't just be something I could just say, oh, because I believe in you and it, it doesn't work that way. I want to know how you're going to beat him. Like I, and, and Regis is strong mentally. He, 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 he physically strong. He 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 ready for war, and he you know coming from the booth they we they eat different over there, and um you know he's been through some things in his life just as well as Javante, so it's just a just a dope fight, it's just a great fight to have. Uh, this one from Twitter it says, which fights were your best performances? Um, I don't know, man. I think Rosario moved my head a lot, moved my you know did some few things. I think my best performance could have been a Tony Harrison two fight because, you know, the hype behind it and I lived up to my hype. Um, I didn't find some fighting. I didn't find Honest Monterogian. That was a great fight. You got to just go back over my, uh, you know, I, I didn't find some cool fights. Uh, these must be coming from England because we got a couple questions about this. It says, what are your thoughts on a Tim to Zoo fight? Um, like, I, I wouldn't even know no thoughts on him right now. Like, I, I don't even have a, I think I, he a tough fighter. I think he come to fight too. Um, and so, um, I just think that he needs to work his way up and maybe we, we, maybe we can see each other in the future. All right, man. We, we've come to the last segment of this show. We call it the last stand. I'm gonna ask you a series of questions. Just give me the first thing that comes to your mind, champ. You ready? All right. Give me the one fighter who you just don't rock with. I mean, you just, you see him, you hear his name. It just gets under your skin. Uh, Tony Harris. Uh, is 154 the best division in boxing? Currently to me, yes. Okay. Uh, pound for pound, who is the best fighter in the world right now? I get that to Canelo Alvarez. Mm. Uh, first thing that comes to your mind when I say Demetrius Andre. 
Oh, that's another guy that we just first thing that come to my mind is how I feel so bad for you. <laughs> and the one thing that people would be surprised about if they knew uh about Jamel Charlo. What's the one to be surprised about Jamel Charlo if you let you said yeah, but I do like this, or if you found out about you, what is it? What's that one thing? Um I study a lot of Kung Fu. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. Right. <laughs> you you know I'm a martial artist, man. I'm a second degree black belt. Really? I watch, I watch you. I watch you. I love it. I love it. I love it. who who is your favorite fighter? Well, I, you know, the legend. I love Bruce Lee. I tatted him on my neck and I just stand for a lot of things he said. And there, you yeah. know, he, he it's hard to try to do anything that he was doing. So it's like it's it's yeah. Well, I tell you what, man, I, I've been looking forward to this and I think. Look, I'm really, I'm really uh, excited for you because you get it. You get the opportunity to make history, and not a lot of guys get that opportunity. Not a lot of guys get a chance to be champion, but let alone unmuted. Um, I wish you nothing but success on July 17th. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Abs That's what we do here on the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, and I'm telling you, at 154, the biggest name is Jamel Charlo. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week.